Hello there. You're about to experience the What's Up Church podcast. Can a dude get some Holy Spirit? What's up, church? What is up, church? It is me again. <clears throat> long time coming. Uh, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> that was always my favorite phrase on radio. Um, how is everyone doing? More importantly, how am I doing? Um, today is going to be an interesting conversation with myself, clearly sharing what's going on in the world of me. And today we're going to talk about, I guess the best way to say it is like frustration or um, uh, what do you call it? The bait of Satan stuff. You know what I mean? Like where you get offended. Offense, I guess probably offense is the best way to say it. Uh, Yeah, let's go with offense. So last time I recorded was in uh, March, right? And so this is like literally the end of April. So I haven't put out a podcast since then. I haven't recorded one, let me rephrase that, I haven't recorded one. And why is that? Um, It is crazy how you can be firing all cylinders for the Lord and then just out of nowhere, take a left turn on that walk. And that is what happened to me. Um, I was loving the Lord, loving the word, and then got out of routine, got out of schedule. I don't, I couldn't put my finger on it exactly, but um, like, I just had this wave of frustration, like this nonstop wave after wave after wave of irritableness, frustration, anxiety, Um, a lot of it centered around finances, you know, um, like a lot of it was a frustration with my wife who I love. Um, and it just started with just things would bother me and it affected my reading, but I mean, it didn't, uh, so how do I like, so I would be having a conversation and little words or phrases would be very sensitive to me. Like they would frustrate me, but it wasn't like the frustration was like your standard, ah, you know, that's not ideal. It was like infuriating and, um, depressing because it was like conversations and arguments, like for instance, with my wife that we have had in the past. And so we're having them again. And it, I don't know if you've ever felt like you're never going to not have the same argument, but that's how I felt. And so like, I felt very frustrated. And for me specifically, when I get my default setting for frustration is to recoil, is to like just shrink myself back into me. Um, You know, kind of the, the habits that I learned being very independent or being wounded or whatever when I was younger, like I just learned to deal with it myself. I just learned that not, there's no one else there that's going to help me out. So I'm just going to have to deal with this. And so I'm, I'm my default setting when things aren't awesome 
or I'm struggling or what have you is to just kind of wall myself off, um, which is a horrible habit. Um, and I'm trying to work on that habit, but it is still, unfortunately, a default setting that I have to be conscious of. And so that's what happened. Like there was like two weeks there, so two to three weeks where, eh, two weeks probably where I was, it was just brutal. Um, I had this massive, I never stress about finances. Like the Lord is so good to me and my wife and, and has been and has blessed me and has blessed us bless her. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like we, but I get frustrated when I feel like we're not being a good steward. I get frustrated when it's, you know what I mean? And, And part of that frustration is my fault because it's not trusting. Like, you know, like not trusting the Lord, which is silly. And he's proven himself time and time. He's never not been faithful, but I'll get like this weird, holding on to like, you know, how do we spend, you know, what do we do and the decisions we're making. And my wife is not, uh, let's just say it politely, like I'm the saver, she's the spender. You know, she doesn't think about it. She, she, <laughs> the best, I mean, this is the best possible sense of the word. My wife operates on just a different kind of functionality level. She operates on a place of like, like the Lord, like, you know, like just, Favor, blessing, grace, she operates in that realm. And I operate in the business, A plus B equals C, logical, analytical, looking at things and everything else. And so if someone said, hey, we want to do X, I'm like, all right, well, how do we budget for X? You know, and let's just say that that is not my wife's default. She's like, let's do X and then we'll figure out budget later. And so we have this very give and take, which is a great balance. Like the Lord put us together for amazing things. And I'm... I'm so happy that we offset each other that way because she stretches me towards faith and finances and I pull her back to stewardship of finances. Um, and that's kind of where I, I always feel like, like kind of like the, 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 the parable of the mites or the talents, I should say. I always think about that parable of like, you know, like, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. Like it always rings home, rings true to me because too much is given, too much is earned, much is given. You know, like, like I, I want to so be focused on the eternal that, that I'm not trying to, to worry about this life. However, I want to be in total obedience in this life. And I think being a good steward is a massive part of that, especially when it comes to your resources, whatever those are, like, it's not just finances, you know, it's any resource or talent or gift the Lord has given us. I want to always make sure that I am maximizing or optimizing that gift. And what does that look like? You know, and, and as I've gotten older and as why when I've gotten out here, like it's totally changed. Like my priorities have changed. Like what, what is important has changed, but I defaulted back to a very anxious anxiety. You know, and my wife asked me a question that has triggered me for some reason about being angry. Like, why are you asking me this question when you know that like, like, why are you asking me a question about finances when you know the answer based on how you, like, you know me, you, you know my opinion on things, asking me something that I'm not going to be a fan of, like, why would you do that? <laughs> it's like you're setting me up to get angry and then you're going to be upset at me when I get angry. It's like this vicious cycle. However, there's no reason for it to get me angry. There's no reason, you know what I mean? Like it's, a, it, it's not a big deal. And 
Like that's why offense is so sneaky. Like if anyone's ever read The Bait of Satan by John Brevere, like easily one of the most important books to read after the Bible. I, I love John Brevere. He is so, he just nails the big, the big rocks. Like if you're, of the analogy of if you're going to fill up a jar, you always put the big rocks in first, the important stuff in first. Um, and then you can put all the little stuff in later, but you want the big stuff in there first. And I always think John Brevere gets it right with the big stuff. I, I don't, I'm not a scholar of all of his messages and everything else, but I will say that I am a huge fan of all the stuff that I've heard him preach or write. I've read a few of his books and um, Killing Kryptonite <laughs> was a tough read. So funny. I read that book and I was like five or six chapters into it before I realized it was about idolatry. <laughs> I was like reading it. I'm like, what is this book about? Like, why? It, what, what are we talking about here? Um, and so there was, yeah, there was that. So I, I, like I was riding high on the hog for a minute there with the word and the words were alive and everything was going on. And then I let a fence creep in and it just like leaven saturated me. Um, it spread everywhere. Like I was reading the word and none of it was alive. And it's such a frustration to try and read the word and it not be alive. Cause then it's like, because my focus was like, all right, Lord, I need this. I need to focus on this. I need to focus on these jobs. I need to focus on these finances. Lord, how come I haven't moved forward here? I want to be doing more of this. Like there is no bigger critic of myself than me. Like I am so harsh on myself. And I was really looking at my life and a lot of things where I kind of wanted to be further along in certain areas. And I was like frustrated in finances and blah, blah, blah. Insert reasons why you get upset. I was all those. I was frustrated with my wife, like to an unnecessary amount. I was frustrated with my current situation to an unnecessary amount. I was frustrated that I wasn't spiritually further along than I wanted to be, or I, I believe I should be. I was frustrated that I was still, you know, dealing with like, you know, um, like thoughts of doubt and things, you know what I mean? Like, do I have the faith for these things and blah, you know, and it kind of became this critical snowball towards myself. Um, and it was brutal. I was so, it was just like every day, like I'm trying to get in the word and I'm like, I'm diligent to get in the word and pray and I'm praying. But then I'm like, as I'm reading, my mind's just super distracted. You know, I don't know if you've ever had that where like you're trying to focus on what's in front of you and it's just, couldn't get through a, couldn't get through a chapter. Couldn't get through like a page, a quarter of a page. As I'm reading, like my mind would just jump and I've had to stop. And I'm like, Lord, like focus my mind. Like I like focus my mind. But it was just bad, bad, bad. And then something would pop up and I'd be frustrated again or I'd be anxious again or I'd be, you know. And so during that time, I, I didn't want to do this podcast. Like I, like I'm like, I've got nothing to say. Like, you know what I mean? What do you, like, what am I going to do? Come here and like, hey guys, today sucks. <laughs> I mean, I probably should have, but like, you know, again, this is my audio journal. So it's, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I want to use it, but I was, we were traveling and our schedules mixed up and, and that exacerbated it. Like I'll be the first to admit, like when I get out of a routine, I like routine. I like structure. I like knowing when I get up to go to the gym. I like knowing when I'm going to be in my office working. I like having that structure because it keeps me focused and organized. Um, 
you know, and not having that structure, I, I know my default setting is gluttony. Like that's like the most brutal thing to know now of, of what I struggle with the most is gluttony. Like do weed, cocaine, ecstasy, gambling, cigarettes, pornography, um, all those were incredibly difficult to kick, but you can kick those. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I can no longer gamble. I can no longer watch pornography. I can no longer smoke cigarettes. I can no longer do any drug. You know what I mean? But how do you quit food? How do you stop eating? And for me, like the, the, like my walk and my diet are joined at the hip. It, and it's crazy to realize that for me personally, I, I like how I connect with the Lord is learning it and fasting. And the reason is, and I think the reason why fasting for me is so impactful is because it forces me to deny my flesh. Like we're all, we're all asked to, to live on the altar. We're all asked to deny our flesh and eat for each one of us that looks different. You know, like for someone it could be, I can't watch TV or someone can be, it's a cell phone or, you know what I mean? Like I too, it's easy. Like giving up my cell phone was a cinch compared to eating food because my body, my flesh loves the, loves food. Like I don't eat because I'm hungry. I eat because I like food, you know, which is a very dangerous thing to be in and gluttony or like that, that desire to satisfy my flesh on a, like a, like a gluttonous level. Like that is my, it's so weird. Like I don't get full the way people normally get full. Like I can just eat like, <laughs> oh my God. We took friends to um, Texas A Brazil, like the Brazilian steakhouse. And they were borderline disgusted <laughs> with how much I can pack away. Like they're like, dude, I can, I can bury five, six, 7,000 calories and not even be like uncomfortable. You know, like it, it's weird. It's so weird. But like I can just put away food like it, it, it and, and not even for good reasons, but just to like feed my flesh, like just to be like, you know what I mean? Like it comes from a place of comfort. It comes from a place of whatever. It comes from a bad place. I mean, it comes from a idolatry place, like making myself an idol. You know, like that's where it stems from the spirit of that, but it affects me like immediately in my walk. Like if my diet is loosey goosey, my walk is not connected. Like, I don't know if any of you guys are like that, but for me, like there are things that just absolutely unplug me and my connection to the Holy Spirit. Um, and I'll be trying, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. It's, 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 um, Sorry, it's so weird when people call me. I'm like, why are you calling me? Don't you know I'm recording a podcast? Um, for me, it's very much in the vein of food. Like, 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 my diet derails me. You know, if I it um, it immediately puts a disconnect between me and the Holy Spirit because I'm putting my body first, and I and I know that that's what, that's what's so crazy. I know that. Like, I know that if I indulge in food. To, a, to an unhealthy degree, 
then it it immediately impacts the relationship with the Holy Spirit. So you'd be like, oh, well, then how come you don't just, you know, just don't eat food like that? Like, well, that's the crazy part. Like, you have to eat, you know? <laughs> like, I wish there was a, like, you know, like, you don't tell a, 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 a drug addict, hey, I just need you to moderate how much drug you have. Like, you know, you, you don't tell someone who's like, hey, dude, like, to live, you need this drug, but I need you to moderate it, even though you're addicted to that drug. So like gluttony is like one like a, a food addiction is so brutal because you have to have it. So then what is the next step? Like very dedicated, very dedicated. But then like a slip up, you know what I mean? Like like I can gain, it's amazing. I can gain 10 pounds in a day and a half, like without question, without even trying. I I can do it. And I'm not like bragging, like I'm so cool. Like clearly that's not what I'm trying to say here. So hear my heart. But like I went on a cruise one year with family cruise and it's a seven day cruise. I gained 20 pounds, 20 pounds. And I what like, and I wasn't trying. Does that like, does that make like, like I gained 20 pounds without making a conscious effort to pig out like that. That's, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Like I always joke, like I walk by a donut and I gain five pounds. Like it's just, I'm very sensitive to it. And so growing up with a weight problem, growing up with like an anxiety about being overweight or growing, like you know what I mean? Like, but also having a a massive ability to consume food, not because it tastes good, but because you just want to eat. Like it, it it's brutal. And that's what I've been dealing with. And so that was exacerbated during that two week stretch of like not having a good diet being chocked full of anxiety uh, or frustration not anxiety but frustration being irritable being mad being all those things that was what it was like for two weeks and i'm like uh until i forget who i was listening to but like it was just um i i think we used to go to this this ministry called fire and glory in San Diego, which is an amazing ministry. If you're in San Diego, you should check it out. Um, the Fire and Glory Outpouring, whatever it's called. I think it's either Elijah Revolution, something like that. Oh, anyway, they're amazing ministry. Um, and like some of our very good friends, like it's just it's just a cool ministry. But one day I remember him talking about if you ever want to get into the anointing, just start thanking the Lord, you know. And and that's when it was in my reading it clicked. Like this two weeks, I've only been focused on myself. Like for two weeks straight, I was only focusing on me, like what I wasn't doing, what I wasn't accomplishing, where I wasn't at, what I wasn't eating right. You know what I mean? Like it was just a, my entire vision was focused on me. And it was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like why? Like that's so... I, I forget what day it was, but I had a a, a a total change of just heart posture. Like, and I say all the time, but like I started, it's like every, from for like that entire morning, I spent my time thanking the Lord just, just for everything. Like thank him for my wife, even though I'm frustrated right now, but thank you. Like I wouldn't want to live her on her most frustrating day is my favorite person in the world. Like on her worst day, I still only want to be with her. I don't want to hang out with anybody else. You know what I mean? Like that's like, so I hope people understand that. Like when, like no one can frustrate me like her, <laughs> but there's no one else. There's no one else. You know what I mean? Like they're like, her, like she's so beautiful to me in every level that there's just no one else. So 
even those frustrations are like, yeah, but it's still, I, it, I'm, 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 I'm so thankful that I have her. I'm so thankful that God's given me the things he's given me. I'm so thankful he's, he's healed me from so much. I'm so thankful that he's been so thoughtful and where he's placed us. And I just started just going through and just not like thanking him for being Lord. Like you're the creator of the universe and you've chosen to have a relationship with me. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like how crazy that is to think like you are the creator of all things, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, yet you know my name. Yet you choose to have fellowship with me. Yet you choose to invite me to, to, to enact your will on earth. You, you get to live through me and, and accelerate things and be a witness. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you chose me to do these things and you're, you're, you could do anything, yet you still have chosen me. And like, oh my gosh. So it became this amazing, amazing, just, just, just total change of what I was focusing on. And, and that's what I was like, thinking about. I'm like, why would I, I, I got so lost on me that I, I lost sight of him, you know? And the moment I did that, my, my diet goes, my, my walk goes, like all those things go when I lose sight of the eternal, which is him. And I start focusing on the temporary, which is here. Um, and it's just been such a cool, I mean, I know it's not a revelation, but it was, I really needed it to, to minister myself about where are my priorities at? What is my, what are my priorities? And he's so good and faithful. Why am I stressing about things? Like, why am I not like thanking him and giving things like give, putting things in their proper place and, and relying too much on me, which is again, like we're so fleshly that we do that. So I had to repent. I had to say, I'm sorry, Lord. I had to refocus, re, re, reacclimate to what I was going on. And that's why I don't know if I said earlier, but like, like that's one of the craziest things about offense. Like the most dangerous offense is deserved. You know what I mean? Like is, is true offense. Like, like. When you're offended for the right reason, like when you're, when the offense that you have is warranted, gosh, it's dangerous. Like I always think about the, the beta Satan book and sorry to jump topics again, but like when David was being persecuted by Saul, the beta Satan has this, like this, this, this offense that's warranted. Like Saul was after David, wanted to kill him, jealousy, all that. We all know the Bible, but David never took offense to it. You know, who am I to, to put my hand on the Lord's anointed? You know, it was very much of a, no, I'm not going to be, even though I'm in every opportunity to be offended and justify justifiable offense. You know what I mean? Justifiable offense is so dangerous because you get that like, look at me, I'm right. I'm right. I I, I am being being punished or I am being persecuted or I am in the, being wronged and I, I shouldn't be. And it's so easy to take that and run with it, but that makes it about you. And then you're removing it where it should be. And that should be with the father. Like we're not putting it in its proper place. And that was me. That was me. And it affected my walk. It affected my diet. It affected my marriage, my, my relationship with my wife. You know, obviously we're, we're good, but like it, it, it really took us to like, you know, stretch and, and reevaluate like what are our priorities together, you know, like, and, and, and good conversations to have, but not with the spirit that I had. You know, it, it's, it's, it's always good to, to, to connect with your wife or your spouse and be connected on, on every level and making sure that you're in agreement and all the different things that are important in life. But I was angry. 
I was frustrated and I like was just in a bad place. And so that was a bummer part. And, you know, thankfully I was able to course correct, but it was, man, it's so weird when like, I just, it's, it's so funny when you're just on fire, on fire, on fire, and then whammers, lukewarm, out of nowhere, distant. Lord, you're, you're all of it. You're all of it. You're all of it. Boom. Where, where are you? I can't hear your voice and you're so like, you know what I mean? Like, wow, how quickly that happens. And, and he didn't go anywhere. I did. It wasn't like he walked away. I did. I lost focus of him and started focusing on my situation, on things that I was, uh, you know, expecting or thought I deserved or thought I would be, you know, like just, again, my focus was me, which is the most unhealthy focus. (laughs) Like for sure, the most unhealthy focus. Um, and I, you know, I started putting a measuring stick to my own life, to where I, th- you know what I mean? Like, oh, all right, Daniel, where's this? Where's this? Where's this? Where's this? You said you're going to do this and it hasn't happened yet. You're going to do this and it hasn't happened yet. Like you said you're going to do this and this is blah, blah, blah. And, and, and it made me totally take what the Lord was doing in my life and, and move to the side and say, I got this, Lord, I'm going to try and fix this, which is a, it's such a weird thing. And it's such a weird thing. But, uh, but that's what's so funny about when I, I, I say gluttony, like the second my walk, you know, stumbled a little bit, got, uh, my, my gluttonous flesh just rose up, you know, eat your emotions, um, you know, have something that you shouldn't have, have so much of it, you know, eat, eat and eat, um, and man, like it's just realizing more and more and more like I don't have the luxury to open Pandora's box of cuisine like my wife can eat anything she wants it's unreal you know she she loves to try everything but she has this amazing ability to have a bite of something and set it down like like it's like a craziest superpower I've ever seen in my entire life she can legitimately just like have a bite of a dessert and go oh okay cool and like push it back and I'm like, if you didn't clean that plate, what are you, what are you doing? You're wasting money or, you know, I was raised that you finish what you order. Like you, like it's ingrained in me, but it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy, especially when it's, you, you don't need to eat it. Like, you know what I mean? You don't need to, like, it's, it's not worth it. My wife can do that. She can go and order something and have no obligation to finish and just try it. And I'm like, devouring the food next to her. Like, don't leave that on the plate, you know? Um, But the reason I'm saying that is like, if I have a very regimented or strict diet, normally I can stay with it for the most part. Um, However, I can't just dip my toe into, oh, hey, try this dessert. Oh, Oh, hey, try this. Like it opens up Pandora's box of gluttony for me. Like it really does. It's so weird. Um, like I, I'll, I have to like deny myself from eating certain things. Cause if I don't, then I will like, you know, wake up on the ground, passed out three days later, surrounded by fast food wrappers. Like what happened? <laughs> like a junkie off the, you know what I mean? Just like what happened? Oh, uh, but it's, it's, it's true. And so like, I've had to like, you know, bring my wife in like, Hey, let's, let's help me stay accountable. Let's help me do the things um, because it's so important. Like my walk is so important and it's so impactful to my walk 
that I've really got to change my focus on, on, on my diet, like on the things that I'm focusing on. And this isn't like to focus on me, it's focusing on him. And so focusing on him means I can't do this, you know, um, focusing on, on his goodness and his, and his, his grace is sufficient, which means my diet needs to be moderated significantly. My approach to food, my attitude towards things of comfort needs to be moderated because his grace is sufficient. And in doing that, oh man, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. So I was going for a minute. That's kind of why I have since obviously course corrected the words alive again. There's some amazing things I want to talk about um, that I was, I was thinking about uh, in this season, but I am back. <laughs> I have, I, you will start seeing these consistently, whether I am in the mood or not. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's important to make these consistent and let, you know, just share where my heart's at, you know? And so this was my heart for this last few weeks that I wasn't recording. So this is it. Anyway, I will check you guys later. Okay. <laughs> Bye. You have been listening to a sub church podcast. Just know you are cooler than all your friends that didn't.